Hip hop was good. Hip hop, what is good? It's your boy Rob Dean, the place to be, aka Rob Diggy, BKA at the real Rob Diggy on IG. You already know what it is. This is the season five finale with Aubrey Graham, also known as Drake. Uh, one of the biggest entertainers and entertainers in all of music, not just hip hop, all of music. Uh, a net worth of 200 million dollars. Aubrey Graham has transformed how we listen to hip hop, how we view hip hop and how we take in information when it comes to hip-hop. I'll talk about all that good stuff here in a little bit. But first and foremost, I want to give a shout-out to every single guest that has been on the Season 5 Transformation Journey. I want to name them off by name so I don't miss anybody. So shout-out to Carnil, Shara, Holly on Demand with No Space, the Mr. Chuck Platinum uh, hip-hop connoisseur himself, Satisfied, Unique, from here in Kansas City, Dion Brown, Brian Little, the Wild Tuna, Nick Gibbs, AJP Dub, Paris, my homeboy uh, from the military days, uh, Reed Starks, Mac Xavier, Deshaun Ness, and the very special guest that I have on today, which I will give him a royal introduction here momentarily. Now, the point that we're going to talk about today is Drake. Now, what I'm going to do a little bit different this go around, you all, is I'm going to go through all the facts about Drake first before we get into the discussion. Usually, we just, it's the opposite. We'll do it. But this time we're going to get all the, the accolades out of the way first. Uh, so when we talk about Drake, uh, I think I, I'm going to call him with the phrase Mr. Midas Touch is what Drake is. Um, Drake, everything he touches goes to platinum or gold. Um, he has figured out a way to mix the two genres of R&B and hip hop and make himself a megastar. He is the biggest hip hop star on planet Earth. I don't care who you're going to bring me up with. He, he's, there's no there's no there's no comparison. I do talk about the three kings in this in this uh, season where we have uh, K-Dot, Kendrick Lamar, then we have Drake. Drake obviously is the biggest star of the three of them, but I'm going to explain to you why that is. So Drake is a four-time Grammy Award winner, six-time American Music Award winner, 15 BET Awards, 20 BT Hip Hop Awards, 29 iHeartRadio Awards, three Video Music Awards, six Soul Train Awards, 34 Billboard Awards. That is the record for any artist across any genre of music. I'm going to repeat that one more time so that sinks in for you all to listen to that. He has 34 Billboard Music Awards, the most of any artist, and he was named Artist of the Decade for the 20 teens for that feat. He has a Songwriters Hall of Fame accolade to his skills as well and the albums that we're going to be focusing on are a lot so bear with me here for a little bit so far gone released in september of 2019 uh i'm sorry of 2009 uh it was actually the first time i actually heard drake was on so far gone and that ep was gold we know the hits man houston Atlanta, vegas successful with him and trey songs best i ever had uptown i'm going in and my favorite was the calm uh where he talks about um uh, to make everybody happy, I would think I need a clone. Like that bar right there really resonated with me at the time because I was doing so much shit. And I, man, I was like, man, I need a clone. And this isn't a Drake. Really resonated with me with that. Uh, that was my introduction into Drake in 2009, which a little bit outside of our scope. But I'm going to hone it back in there a little bit. Then, uh, let's see, two, June of 2010, Thank Me Later came out, uh, which is a one-time platinum album, Fireworks, Karaoke, The Resistance. Over, Show Me a Good Time, Up All Night with Nicki Minaj, Fancy with T.I. Swiss Beats. My favorite on the whole album is Unforgettable with him and Jeezy. Light It Up with him and Jay, Jay-Z. And then Miss Me with him and Wayne. And of course, Find Your Love, which was another sleeper hit. Uh, and then he dropped in November 2011, uh, which a lot of people think is his best album, Take Care. Six-time platinum over, starts up with Over My Dead Body. Headlines, uh, which is one of my favorite Drake songs, Crew Love, Take Care. 
Marvin's room, which is actually where he recorded that room in Marvin Gaye's studio, uh, which is the reason why he called it Marvin's room. Make me proud, the real her with him, Wheezy, and Andre Three Stacks. Look what you've done for me. Hell yeah, fucking right. Or HYFR with him and Wayne and the motto. We all know the motto. Uh, club banger still to this day. Uh, that was one of his biggest albums. And a lot of people feel that that's his best album. But I feel the next album was his greatest, which is Nothing Was the Same. That was four times platinum, released in September 2013. He was on a mission trying to shift the culture with that album. I love that album. Tuscan Lever, Furthest Thing. Started from the bottom. From Time with him and Janae Iko, The Language, Too Much, Pound Cake with Jay-Z, All Me with him, Two Chains and Big Sean, and The Motion. And then after that, uh, bear with me, y'all. Drake's done a lot in hip-hop. February 2015, he dropped, the I think it was a, a mixtape. If you're reading, it's too late. Two times platinum. We all know that one as well. Legend, Energy, 10 bands, 50 bands, 100 bands, nothing, man. Uh, know Yourself, um, which was, uh, which is where... Uh, I don't know what I'm reading here. I'm Six God Jungle. And How About Now? One of my favorite songs is uh, How About Now uh, with Two Times Platinum. And then he did another mixtape with him and Future, September 2015, uh, which is called What a Time to Be Alive. The two big songs off of there were Big Rings and Jumpman, produced by the now super famous Metro Boomer from my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. Then he dropped views. I mean, he, I mean, Drake is. I mean, it's, it's a lot, you all. I got to read through it, though. Uh, then Views, April of 2016, uh, six-time platinum album, uh, The Nine, uh, You, You With Me, Hype, Redemption, With You, Still Here, Controller, One Dance, which was a revolutionary song, which changed how we listen to Drake, Grammys, Pop Style, Too Good, Views, and Hotline Bling. We all remember that from 2016. And then he dropped the, uh, I think it was another EP or mixtape, uh, More Life in March of 2017, which had Passion Fruit, Blim, uh, Glychester, Skepta, Portland, Teenage uh, Fever, KMT, and Fake Love, another two-time platinum album. And then Scorpion was released in June of 2018, which was Drake's double album, Survival, where he talks about, um, <laughs> he said on Survival in the beginning of the album, you all, he goes, um, something to effect of, if he had a Mount Rushmore, it would be his face. Uh, with four different expressions on it. just It's just crazy, just being braggadocious, being uh, on top of his game at that point. Nonstop, elevate, motionless, God's plan, which was a dope video where he's giving out people money down in Miami. I'm upset, nice for what, and my feelings. A five-time platinum album, which was also Drake's first double album. And then he dropped Care Package, which ironically, Care Package, uh, which was for me... Uh, personally, a, a catch-up time for everybody to catch up for Drake and what he was doing. Um, so he dropped the motion. How about now is on there. Days in the East, 5 a.m. in Toronto. Josie Freestyle with uh, J. Cole, which was a banger. Club Paradise, Glove, Girls Love Beyonce, and Paris Morton Music, which is a difference between Ashton Martin Music, which brings me to my special guest today. My special guest today, you all, is the world-famous DJ Ashton Martin, uh, who is, uh, he's going to be mad at me right now, but I'm saying he's world famous because this man has DJed all over the United States. He has been awarded three times in a row by Casey Magazine. He's been awarded three times in a row by Pitch Magazine for his efforts in DJing. Um, he has over 15 different residencies. He has 50, over 50, or around 50 corporate affiliates. This man has done it all, seen it all in the DJ world, um, and he is our special guest to close out our season five. So let me you all bring them in so you all can feel them, see them, meet them, all that good stuff. 
my boy DJ Aston Martin's in the building. Aston, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience, man. And when did you fall in love with hip hop? And what is your relationship with hip hop, brother? What's good? While I pour one up for the audience. Oh, wait, hold on. I got to tell you, wow, what an intro. <laughs> I thank you so much. I was like, yes, I was over here turning bright red uh, as you were saying all that. So thank you for the kind words. Cheers, brother. Cheers. All right. Now hit me with that question one more time now that I got to tell you. Thank you. All right. Good. All right. So uh, my first question for you is to introduce yourself to the audience and tell the audience a little yeah. bit, Ashton, about when did you fall in love with hip hop? What's your relationship with hip hop? I mean, well, we chatted a little bit more, uh, a little prior to the uh, hit record and it's kind of interesting. So I grew up in a small town, 80 people, um, conservative. You could definitely say that. Southeast Kansas. The name of it was uh, Westphalia. Um, my family was there. I uh, moved there. Uh, mom moved to their family from St. Louis. Dad's from Garnett. They married 18, 21. Had me at 21. Married at 18. Wow. Country kid, man. Had a four-wheeler, yeah. shotgun, 22s, <laughs> shot deer, hunted. Whole nine yards, you know. Uh, your gym shoes were uh, now your new summer shoes. That kind of thing. So. I don't, uh, I love where I'm from. Work ethic was uh, definitely instilled and ingrained there. And I think that's a lot of the, the success that I've seen to uh, this day. But hip hop with me, well, it did not start like that. And it wasn't anybody anti hip hop where I was from. It just wasn't, like I mentioned, it isn't easily accessible. You know, it wasn't. It was a jukebox in my grandma's bar and a lot of country, a lot of Southern rock, classic rock. And um, remember the first hip hop, I think first thing I heard ever, I remember right, was Dre. It was uh, at the park shooting hoops. My buddy's had, I believe it was chronic at the time. And uh, I, I'd heard it. And I was like, whoa, what is this? And I just didn't know. All I heard was the cuss words and the mm. things that like at that point, like we could cuss. We didn't get like nailed for it. I mean, you know, around a bunch of farmers, but that was my first, inf my first influence. And then of course you go on a couple of field trips because I rode a four wheeler to school and then uh, kids, you know, kids brought it, you know, kids bring things to school. So I remember I hear it, uh, tag team, whoop, there it is. And I was like, what is this? Which I mean, come on, that, that, this hip hop, but like, that wasn't <laughs> like I was getting to listen to like, you know, NWA, Farside, Tupac, right. Biggie. There was none of that. So I'll skip ahead um, to when I learned how to DJ. A couple guys out of uh, Jersey and Philly, um, Archie and Beastie, uh, they, I worked at a club. They worked there too. They taught me some things, a lot of things. Um, and they taught me how to, mix i was learning how to mix hip-hop that i'd never heard before so I, I we were joking around prior uh to kicking it off here and it was i heard vibrant thing for the first time you know i used that one because that was one that really was like well this is awesome and i remember mixing um de la soul into running okay uh, far side i remember okay. listening to uh mixing those two together and these weren't like intro tracks these were real records so i could there's no there was no i don't I think some of the records were on their computers and nobody had MacBooks. We didn't have that kind of money. And uh, <laughs> some of it was records. So you're mixing and matching. It was before a KU basketball game in this house on uh, Kentucky. I can remember like it was yesterday. And I remember the first time I nailed it, like mixing the intro. It was like, you could hear it coming in. I'm like, whoa. And like, I mean, it sure sounds like, like shit now. But I mean, at the time I was like, ah. Oh. So hip hop to me then was like uh, this whole world. Imagine when you're 18 years old. I mean, you just get handed this whole entire genre Right. And you're a DJ and like people between requests and between people talking to me and being around, like asking questions, you know, the cool kids. I remember mixing cool kids in. I remember when Kid Cudi's Day and Night, the Crookers remix, pushed everything to 128 and we could half time from 70, we drop it to 65 or 64 and double time to 128. DJs, you know what I'm saying? Maybe yeah. you don't, or maybe you do, but regardless, it goes from a slow dun -dun, day and night to the top. You know, you're double timing right. up. 
right. that Cooker's remix. To me, that was like, shit, you're playing EDM in the club now. So like all these things were coming at me, you know, that was cranked that day, snap music, you know, the Southern whatever. And then I learned East coast, West coast hip hop, how serious that was and what the influences were. And I, I truly tried to learn. I did not feel I'll be straight up. I didn't feel right about playing that music that had a message without understanding what the message was the best I could. Right. And I just did, I just did it. I just did it. And uh, that's been a conversation piece over my whole career. Um, And and I've always been, I I play a lot of hip hop. I have, I I have, I will. People love hip hop. I mean, that's, I mean, we'll get into it later. We mentioned um, like Drake and how he's open. You mentioned that Drake's opened the doors for hip hop and kicked the doors in. Yes. You know, there was no, there's no gradual. He drove a a dump truck through a nitroglycerin plant, (laughs) a Christmas vacation. I I got to use that quote. All right. Um, So. No, I I agree. I think that. I mean, um, he did. Yeah. I I I think to learn the music. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that's, it's, it's a, it's a, with Drake in particular, to go to your point, um, DJ Aston, uh, well, I'll just call you yeah. Aston. Is that cool? Just a- Aston, 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 cool? Okay. No. Okay. I don't want to keep calling you DJ yeah, Aston fine. Martin every five no, minutes. You're, but... <laughs> no, you're good. Aston's fine. Just Aston's fine. Ash, I, Aston, you're good. I got you, brother. So when we think about Drake, you made me think about something right now that the first time that we heard Drake and, and you're, we're, I, sound, I feel like we're from the same era where we grew up in the in the 90s and 90s hip hop was the mm-hmm. standard. Yeah. 2000 hip hop was kind of a little bit watered down. Okay. But 90s hip hop yeah. was always the standard. We never heard mm-hmm. nothing really like Drake before, like combining, like you would never find Tupac, uh, you know, trying to sing, or Biggie trying to sing. Like we didn't, <laughs> no, we didn't, we didn't have that you. shit. Like no, we, we didn't have yeah, any of like, that. Dear, you know what I mean? So like, like Dear Mama, maybe or how? Like I mean, kind of like a Brenda had a baby. Like there was, there was, there was a reason to it. Yeah. You know, and like, and that's well, in the backtrack a little bit. Like from my perspective, um, just. You know, being a 23-year-old white DJ, you know, out playing hip-hop in clubs, like I was an open-format DJ. I played everything. This is this is real. This is what it was. Right. And I loved it. And so I could see the difference over the years of California love is a banger across the board. Absolutely. Sure. Still is. Nothing, Still but, is. A, nothing but a G thing. Two America's Most Wanted. I can go through the list. Hypnotize. You know, Big Papa. I could play those like they came out last week, and they're going to crack just like they Absolutely. did when they came out, in my opinion, the right room. Well, most rooms. Um those are timeless. But I think for Drake, like what Drake did, he made it like it turned into like, let the kids go home. And like, now we'll can play Tupac, you know, at, you know, this place down South and 119th street in Kansas city, like, you know, where maybe the, the cul-de-sacs and the moms and they're 40 and they got their kids at 35, 40. I was like 25. Drake made it to where you're playing hip hop out of the gate right. for me. There wasn't a wait yeah. till everybody goes home because well, now we got cell phones. They got Spotify. They have Apple Music. Your ten-year-old kid is banging Drake. It isn't just in your Zumba classes for the moms anymore. It yeah. isn't. You're not. It's he made it universally. Like yes, God, do I even do I even say the pit bull hip hop? I mean, you know what I mean. Like it's like <laughs> do I do, do I even say that? Somebody go after me, but like he is. My mom knows Drake, but she loves Guns and Roses. Like my mom's. God, don't she'll kill me. But almost six years old. You know what I mean? Like you do the math. I was born '84, so it's like. It really did. He did really open doors. I mean, just wide open. And the, we can get to whatever you want to, but like my start with Drake, do you want to go into how? Yeah, how, yeah, how yeah, yeah. Talk to us. What was your okay, first so, time with Drake? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I just, so I just started. Uh, it's funny. This, this, um, <laughs> God, I can't remember. I think his name is Joe. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. It does, but it doesn't. So I was in Lawrence, learned how to DJ. And I remember I just started and it's all I could do to try to find the next track in the two and a half, three minutes I had try to mix it with my shitty ass headphones and like fighting had them. Like I'm trying to make this work, scratch records and shit. 
you know, I'm using borrowed equipment. Thank like, thanks for those people. But like, and then I got some kid that wants to learn how to DJ, which I love those kids now. But like, then I'm like, dude, chill. He's like, bro, you got to pay this Canadian rapper. You got to play Drake. And I'm like, I'm not fucking playing Drake. Like, <laughs> I don't even know who Drake is. I don't give a shit. Like, just, it was more of like a frustration because he, I'm serious when I say he was on my ass for like six months about Drake. And I was like, yeah. you know what? Like, finally, I was like, all right. I went home and I listened to it a little bit. I was like, God damn. Okay. This is actually, I've been sleeping on this shit. Like that was like my first thing of like, okay, this is, okay. This is pretty good. And then everybody else started talking about Drake radio started talking about Drake dude blew up now. Yeah. They, and I never pushed back. I didn't really like, like, I was just like, all right, shit. What's good music. You good music. Who am I to like the whole club's going off. So we start, I start playing Drake and I know people this day that won't play Drake, but that was my first association or intro to drake was this kid yelling at me to play drake which not the first thing to step off of like bust foot <laughs> forward but i was like dude I th- it was just his approach and to this day i'm like bro i don't care about requests it's your approach it was just his whole like he just really though passionately wanted me to know who he was because i was the one dj and he wasn't and he wanted me to play it and now i'm like this isn't just selfish like this dude's actually really good and now look at drake now so i was stupid there i know i was, yeah. I was an I idiot I, I was sleeping i, I, I think that who I, knew yeah, no, none of us, none like of us that, knew. You know, yeah. like, come on. None so. of us knew. None of us knew, Ashton. None of us knew because even when Drake came out, um, maybe 2008, 2009, some of his mixes, he was on Degrassi. He was doing, like, acting and yeah, shit yeah, like uh-huh. that. And, like, we right. had no idea that he was coming. Like, and now, even in 2022, now we're talking about Drake in the 20-teens. Even right now, as I'm yeah. sitting in this chair, Drake is the biggest hip-hop star on the planet Earth. Like, he, he's just transcended himself. I would say he's right now he's bigger than Jay. He's bigger than um, Nas. He's bigger than any other rapper you can think of because he's he finds a way to stay relevant. I don't know how he does it. Relevance, relevancy. I don't, I, I don't know how he does it. So Ashton, talk yeah. to me about that. So when we're talking about Drake and his evolution, yeah, you know I mean, I've read up all of his accolades, all of his albums in the 20 teens. I mean, he's banger after, banger after banger after banger after banger. I mean, like it's endless. How does he do this? In your opinion, Ashton, how does he do this? his team he ain't doing it on his own yeah like you gotta have a team and this is what i'm not drake before everybody jumps on me i'm about me comparing myself to dress all i'm saying gotcha. i know i could only go so far myself and i you know i i went to the extent of going so hard i mean i've put myself in the hospital a couple of times being like like legitimately dehydrated going so hard i don't know what my wall was and i found it years ago right so what i'm saying is i bet that dude did the same thing yeah i bet that dude just obviously what he does lights him up. And I mentioned this on a podcast or a podcast earlier. I was mentioned, I was talking to you earlier about, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get up, I get up every day. Um, yeah. Shout out, state the line. Um, I, uh, I get up every day. Well, and we joke about this straight up. Like I wake up every day, fired up, ready to kick doors in. And I don't mean like rob a bank. I just mean like, I'm excited to do something. And it's cool that I, I know how fortunate I am to, uh, to love and like, feel like that about what I do. And now I get to help other people. We can go on that later. But for now, Drake has to have a team surrounding him. I could only go so far. So I'm going to compare to what I know with my growth. Correct. And he is like, she's like to infinity up in the air compared to me. And I'm small potatoes, which I'm fine with. Which what I'm saying is like, he had to put a team in that he trusted, which my God, how did he do that? That's crazy. Who vetted that? So somebody is around him and like, somebody may know the answer to this. So let me know because like for him to grow, he had to let the reins go and trust a team because you cannot, there is no, he did not get there by himself. They're just not. I mean, you can't do everything. He did none of these guys, Jay-Z, anybody you've named 
had a team behind them. And it goes a little like, obviously, <clears throat> you know, show me a successful man. I'll show you a successful woman behind him. That whole thing that, that is true. But you show me that he is a monster to the point where he didn't, he didn't have groupies. He has a team. Yeah. And like, that's the only way in my opinion you get, cause like what his new album is like, 122 to i haven't honestly i haven't had time to listen to the whole thing okay i, I have them they're in my i have it it's in my computer i plan on listening to the gym today i ended up talking to somebody about business so i appreciate that i appreciate that conversation so i i took it i can listen to that anytime i can't talk to the person anytime so i was gonna listen to that <laughs> That's what's up. but what i can tell what i can tell you is i i jumped through the tracks and i'm like this did he really like he put out 125 dance music yeah yep sure yeah. did and, exactly and, everybody, and I see people getting pissed off and I'm like, okay, um, you can get mad if you want, but you just one twentieth of what you or whatever the hell you listed off earlier on all those bangers. Some people are lucky to get one, yeah. one, yeah. they're looking for one. And that's honestly, that's the problem with music too, is you're looking for that one. Yeah. That brings up another point. He's not looking for one. I think his influence, I appreciate whether or not I sit here and tell you, I like his music doesn't matter. I have to, it just being, even if I didn't DJ, just loving the culture and what it's about, what it came from, Absolutely. its struggles, its tri triumphs, everything. It, his music is breaking barriers down for that community, for that yeah. culture. He brings, he makes people question and ask questions. Yeah. Not just, here's another banger, started from the bottom, now I'm here, love the track, it's cool. He's making people ask questions like what we're doing right now. He creates conversation. And creating conversation is important. And I think that's what, and this goes, this is what people, and I don't obviously know everything, don't plan to, don't, don't try to, but having conversations about music is important because music to me isn't just the music. I mean, you're playing bangers in the club to turn up pop bottles, sure. But like music is like a gateway to everything. I mean, you have it that is. all over your left shoulder. That right there, I mean, you have music, you have a, you have an avenue, you have a brand, and then boom, you got this, you got that. Now he's worth, I don't know how much money you said, who even knows, yeah, and whatever, you, I don't know what the number was. $200 million, dollars. yeah, man, $200 crazy. million, dollars. crazy. yeah, it's stupid. So I think that, I think it's important to be successful is like you have a, a badass team. I'm like, I would be, I would really like to know what his team com is comprised of and how it's the hierarchy, how it's all laid out, how it's structured. Like he's obviously the lead dude. But he's got to have right hands all over the place telling him, you know, hey, you know what you should do? This is what hip hop's really lacking right now. This is going to be a jump for you, dude. But if you do this, you have enough influence and push. Let's put some 125 out there. You yeah. Like, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Because uh, you mentioned one dance. If I'd have played any kind of Moomba 104 to 110 shit other than like Serrani and, and like strategically put in like Wayne Wonder or Kevin Little or something like that. Right. Uh, maybe some Sean Paul. Any like Rihanna, something like that. It, it would have been like, what are you playing? But one dance magically, just here we go, kick the door in again on a whole nother bunch of records that hadn't even been played in a long time. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, some people have always played them. So it's just, I, I don't know why. You, I just thank you for being diverse <laughs> and being all over the place. Cause like as a DJ, like you can just, like I told you earlier, I can literally, if you walk into a club at the end of the night and you can tell, like I've had a great night because I'll be playing. Usher, because I love Usher, and right. I'm playing Drake. And, um, I think I think you're I think you're proving good. You're proving my point, Ashton, into to myself and to the audience that whether you hate him 
love him. You got to respect mm-hmm. him because he cares yeah. to everybody. He is an entertainer. He is the biggest that's entertainer what it is. in our culture. So that's why he's the season yeah. finale, you all. We're talking about Drake. Yeah. Aubrey Drake Graham is the biggest entertainer in hip-hop right now. He was for the past 10 years. And even if even the in the future, side. possibly. Possibly no, anytime. The, the entertainer side is what you've latched onto. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the inner he's entertaining. And some people are so purist or whatever on one side or the other, like he ain't real hip hop. And I'm yeah. like, okay, now hold on. But that yeah. person you're calling real hip hop ain't an entertainer. We're right. talking about a package deal. Absolutely. Now you're talking about money. No, I'm talking about, well, what are we talking about? You got to put right. guidelines in who's the best MC. Well, Jesus, that is a whole nother combo. That's a whole nother you know, conversation. And I, and I, yeah. and, I yeah. and I ain't even in that combo. You, I could give you 20 other DJs and you talked about that with, with stats and they could just rattle shit off me. I can give you right now. I can play, I play roughly 300 to 500 shows a year, whatever. So out of all those shows, I'd be willing to bet there's some common denominators. I can look on Serato, but I'd be willing to bet whether it's a 13th birthday party, a bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah, wedding, <laughs> this state, that state, Florida, doesn't matter. I promise you there's two things, three things that I'm going to play. There's probably, unless they say no. Not because I have to or because I need to, but just it's the I can tell the crowd wants it. Well, currently it's bad buddy, but let's get outside that. I'd be willing to bet Drake. Drake is fine for everybody. There isn't no negative connotation I've seen in a crowd. Big I've guy. never seen anybody look at me and be like, I've never about put it this way. All the shit I've done in my life, in my career, I've never had anybody try to fight me over Drake. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not, not one time. I've had to get way pissed off about every other, like a lot of other things, but not one time has anybody said, Hey man, can you put like, please quit playing Drake. Like, and I've aggressively played Drake for a long time to see if I could do it. And <laughs> Usher Drake, they just, they're fine with it. So, you know, strategically placed within the evening, let's not do the middle or something at the first, but like you can, you can do it. And I, like I said, I'm not kissing Drake's ass. I just think there's some people that you just can't ignore and say, dude, all right, well done. You can, yeah. how the hell am I going to argue that you're not murdering this? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I think so. he, I think he's a, he's an undeniable talent. He's, he's, he's figured it out. He's figured it out. He's figured um, the how to blend yep. R and B, how to give respect for cool. the ladies, how to give respect from the guys. He has figured huh? it out. He is, he is the biggest artist in our culture. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap up season five with DJ Ashton Martin, our special guest today, to wrap up and close up our season. And how we have been doing this, Ashton, the entire season is with a hands up, don't shoot salute to the late Dante Wright. So the bring everything home for Dante and his family. If ever they're watching this, uh, we, we, we are so sorry for your loss. Dante meant a lot to all of us and his story uh, will continue to thrive and be out there as long as this platform still lives. As long as I'm still here as the host of this platform, uh, him and uh, Tray- uh, Trayvon Martin, George Floyd, Beyonce Taylor, all the others we have celebrated throughout the seasons. Uh, he's in that same class because we got to do better when it comes to social injustice in the United States of America. We have to. We got to get better with that reforms. However, Aston Martin, do me a favor, my good brother. Hold your hands up in the air for me one time. I'm going to say hands up. You're going to say don't shoot. We're going to repeat that chant three times for the late Dante Wright to keep his memory alive and all the others that we have lost due to social injustice in the United States of America. So Ashton, one time, hands up. Don't shoot. Hands up. Don't shoot. Hands up. Don't shoot. 
Rest in peace, Dante, and all the others that we have lost to social injustice in the United States of America. We got to do better. And thank you, thank you, thank you to Dante's family for allowing us to continue to have his message uh, spread out throughout the world. Now it is shout out time. Ashton Martin is now an alumni of the DGA2 platform. Ashton, <laughs> brother, Appreciate uh, you, man. Thank I, you I, I've me. had a, an absolute wonder hanging out with you. And I'm sure you give the audience fun, a handful man. and... Uh, if you were ever in Kansas City, you all, or anywhere in the United States, he's got a website. I put it in the description. You all can follow Ashton all over the United States. He's doing shows. He's got residencies. He's making money. He's doing this, doing that. Uh, he, he is a, a really, really good guy. And when I first got to meet Ashton, I was, like, super scared. Right? I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to fucking, like, turn me down. And I was like, oh, man. He was <laughs> no, man. Super chill. What you so see. No, yeah, what you so see, bad, audience, uh, is what you get. When you meet him in person, uh, he's a great guy. And I wish him nothing but the... Best of luck and success in the future. But Ashton, it is shout-out time, brother. Who are your shout-outs going to, family? Oh, man, you got to shout-out the wife, the new daughter. New daughter as in year and a half old. Got to do your mom, right? That's uh, it's classic. Just my family. Um, you know, a lot of big things like you would mentioned, I didn't. I haven't touched on a whole lot, not a lot of stuff. I've got some good stuff in the works that's <clears throat> out of town and in town in KC. And because of that, like I mentioned, with um, having a strong team, and I couldn't be doing all of that. Um, it truly is. It takes a village type thing. So without the people around me that love me and believe in what I do, as far as entertainment, um, I, I don't have much. And without people that uh, come out and support local DJs, don't have to be me. It could be any DJ, any musician, any live artist. I work a lot with those two rappers, whoever you want. <clears throat> Continue to support your local because we we don't we know because of COVID. And I'll bring it up. We know what it's like to not have that. No, not have that because what we're doing right now, the Zoom is how we live. Um, so we're out in the open again. So support your local uh, guy, even though that gas is seven bucks a gallon. I don't know what to do about that. But, uh, you know, hey, uh, but all realness, um, it, it means a lot when people follow and when people are interested in what I do. And I try to answer every email, try to answer every text, every IG, every snap, every thing. And it's um, I think it's worth it because people are taking the time out to take <clears throat> taking the time out to, you know, follow me or appreciate me and maybe try to find a show. So. With that, with you walking up to me and talking to me out at Cerner, that was cool, man. I didn't, I honestly didn't think about that as any other thing. And it may, it always makes me like any opportunity I get a platform to tell people, please come up to me and just say hi, because I know I'm on stages and I, I love what I do, but it doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm ju I'll jump off a stage and they love that. But uh, I, I love, <laughs> I love talking to people I do. So don't ever be intimidated by not just me, just anybody, just take that, this, yeah. Just go talk to whoever you want to talk to. It's fine. I'm, I'm glad you did. So thank you for saying hello. That was cool. No, thank like, you, brother. I left thank there. You. I left there, and I was like, "Yes, I met this guy. This is." Cool. <laughs> so I, was, I was excited. I was excited. I was excited. I thank you, brother. Um. Oh man. And one more thing, I forgot to mention, y'all. He's going to be issued uh, or featured rather in the first issue of Unified Goals, uh, Casey's Finest, uh, in that publication as well. He's going to be featured in that publication to add to the rest of the stuff he's already had uh, in his bag. So my shout outs, man, are going to be a little bit long. Ask us to stay here with me. Uh, I have a laundry list of people to thank for this entire 16 week run of episodes we have done talking about the 20 teens and hip hop. I talk, I called it the, the transformation for a reason because in the 20 teens, we saw a transformation of hip hop, how we looked at hip hop, how we viewed hip hop. Drake is a culminating event of that. Um, he blurred the lines between hip hop and R&B, doing a little bit of harmony, a little bit of rapping, a little bit of both. And we all love Drake. You can deny him if you want to. Everybody has a Drake album or CD or song in your car somewhere stashed away. Just got to admit it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Accept it. Uh, but 
My first shout out is the DJ Ashton Martin. Thank you, brother, for hanging out with us this afternoon, closing out our, our fifth season. Um, man, I, I'm truly humbled and blessed to have you on here on the platform. Thank you to Jess for Misconnected Dots, for connecting everything that she does for our platform. Uh, thank you to all of our guests this past season five. Thank you to my family, my kids, uh, my grandkids, um, everybody that's been following, um, everybody that's watching right now. Um, on YouTube and uh, and or listening on your favorite streaming platform. I thank you all for all the love and support. Um, we, we cannot have gotten this far without any of you all putting us in the top 10% of all podcasts on planet Earth and putting us in the, the top, uh, I think it was the top 15 on Apple Podcasts not too long ago. That was last week. So we cannot do that by ourselves because of all of you listening, all of you watching. So I thank you all. And this is going to be it. This is Rob Diggy signing out. And what we have after this are the top 10 um, albums in the 20 teens voted on by the guests of this past season. So you all stay tuned for that. If you're watching on YouTube, we're going to play that video here in a little bit. Uh, if you're listening in, go watch the YouTube channel and check it out. What our, our guests uh, chose at the top 10 albums in this particular time period. But you all, that is it. I'm signing out uh, on behalf of myself, DJ Aston Martin, uh, Jess Dalby, the owner uh it's been a blessing and thank you all for tuning in uh y'all know my slogan man stay safe stay humble stay hip-hop one double zero man peace love you guys